This is a STEAM Channel program on UCTV. Go full STEAM ahead at uctv.tv slash STEAM, where science, technology, engineering, arts, and math converge. Hello again. My name is Edwin Valderrama from UC San Diego's Early Academic Outreach Program. I'm really happy to be back. Um, today I'll be discussing how to prepare for college, specifically the college admissions process and changes that have been happening. So we'll be talking primarily to the juniors today, but the information that we will be covering uh, can be applicable for those ninth and those 10th graders as well. So for today's discussion, we will be primarily talking about the University of California system, the California State Universities, as well as those implications of these admission changes um, to y'all, as well as what you can do and take action to those changes as well as some closing thoughts. So up first is the University of California changes. So the changes that I am listing here are as of the end of April, beginning into early May. So we have three primary changes that have happened in regards to admission. So the first is the suspending of the letter grade requirement for A through G courses completed in the spring of 2020 for all students. So what this admission adjustment is saying is that those A through G courses, which are the California courses that you need to take in order to be eligible for the uh, UC, right, which are like four years of English, three years of math, so forth and so forth, is that that letter grade requirement, which was completion of an A through G course with a C, B, or A, has now been suspended. So it is suspended with the understanding that if you have the option of credit or pass for the classes that you are taking, that pass or credit will satisfy that A through G fulfillment. So talk a little bit about that in the second point in the sense that grades of pass or credit will not be included in the GPA calculation. So though while the grade option of pass or credit will fulfill the fact that you did take that A through G uh, course and completed it, it will not be counted in the GPA calculation as the option of pass or credit does not carry any points very similar to the C, B, or A. Um, letter grade options. The next point is the suspension of the standardized test requirement for students applying for the fall 2021 freshman admission cycle. So what this is stating is that you do not have to take the SAT or the ACT in order to be eligible to apply to the University of California. The UC has recommended though that you still take those exams as it can be beneficial in regards to applying for scholarships, um, UC eligibility, in terms of other graduation requirements um, and so forth and so forth. So the UC has recommended it um, despite suspending that test requirement. So before I move on to the CSU changes, I do want to point out that at the very bottom of the screen, there is listed a website in regards to the UC um, changes that, that are taking place. So in the event that in later a part of May, um, after this video has been filmed, that there are changes, you do want to look at this website um, to reference any possible changes or any of the changes that I have listed here in regards to the admission adjustments. So with the UC covered, we will now jump into the CSU. All right, so the California State University um, admission adjustments and changes are very similar to those of the UC. The first being the issuing of the credit or pass as fulfilling the A through G requirements uh, for those 
uh, courses in the spring 2020. So like I stated, normally for the A through G requirements to count, you need that C, B, or A. But given the circumstances with COVID-19 and everything going on, if your district is placing the options of pass or credit um, as the grading option, that will still fulfill that those A through G requirements. But very similar to the UCs, right? Because the credit or pass do not carry any numerical weight with them, like the C, B, or A grades do, it does not count in terms of your GPA calculation. And the last one here is the suspension of the standardized tests, which is the ACT, as well as the SAT um, in determining admission eligibility. So the CSU has not issued a recommendation in terms of taking the exam or not taking the exam. But if you are considering applying to a UC as well as the CSU, because the UC has issued that recommendation in regards to taking that examination, it might be in your best interest um, to just take that exam as it potentially could help you in regards to the UC, um, but maybe applying to also scholarships for the CSU um, and beyond. And very similar to our last slide, I do have the California State University's website where all those changes are listed so you can reference them for yourself. Uh, the ones, the changes that I have listed here, as well as any future changes that might happen um, in the coming months or later this year prior to that admission cycle taking place. So now that we've discussed some of the changes, right, now let's dive into what these changes mean to you, right? What are some of these implications? So I have listed here three major implications that these adjustment, admission adjustments um, have for you as a junior, but also that affect our 10th as well as our ninth graders. So first and foremost is the potential to help or hurt a student's GPA. So the reason these admission adjustments have the potential to help a student GPA, right, is if a student is in a district that offers them the choice between a letter grade option or the credit pass option. So in this instance, a student is helped with these admission adjustments as if a student knows that they're gonna take this class, um, whether it's honors, AP, or a regular uh, normal class, right? If they know they're gonna earn a high mark in that class and they have the option to choose a letter grade option, they should choose that letter grade option as it has the potential to increase their GPA, right? Which is something that you definitely wanna go ahead and um, do, right? On the flip side of that though, if a student knows they're not gonna do very well in this um, class and they have the option to choose between uh, pass or credit, then they can go ahead and take that option without hurting their GPA as they're unsure if they're gonna receive those high marks. So that's how it helps a student in terms of the potential to increase or overall just cover their GPA. The way it potentially harms a student is that they're in a district that is not issuing letter grades during this semester. Right. So say, for example, during this last semester of, of this year, the district is just flat out giving the credit or the pass options um, only. So if a student is only allowed to take pass or credit, then they don't have any option to choose. And they're just forced with those um, with those grading options. And that how it, that's how it has the potential to harm because they can't contribute to their GPA in this last semester. So for those students who do not have those options in terms of selecting a letter grade option um, or just strictly staying with the pass or credit, we'll talk about that in our next slide and some things uh, that you can do to make sure that you're still competitive in the admission cycle. 
So up next is that more students are allowed to apply to a UC as well as a CSU. So with the suspension of the standardized test requirements, um, it does remove one requirement in terms of applying to these institutions. So some students might be saying, well, if more people are allowed to apply, then it's easier, right, to get into a UC or a CSU. And quite honestly, this is not true. It's still going to remain highly competitive to get into these institutions. Um, and it's going to relate to our third point, which is that they will be using other admission criteria and other admission factors to determine who gets accepted into what institution, right? So these institutions will still remain competitive, if not high, more competitive, as there are a potential of larger number of students to be applying to these institutions. So you still want to be competitive. And when we touch on it in our next slide, we'll go into some ways of how you can be competitive and how you can get that, that step ahead um, of your peers who are applying to that institution of your choice. So the last and the third point, which is, is focus on other admission criteria and factors. So with all of the, the changes that are going on with COVID-19 and higher education, the UCs and the CSUs understand these, these trying times, right? So in response to these trying times, they've, they've listed those uh, suspension of the SAT, ACT, the grading options. But what they'll go ahead and continue to do is find better ways in terms of admission criteria and admission factors. So as of right now, filming this video, the UC and the CSUs have not created a list of what they will use for this upcoming admission cycle in terms of what will they use to, to grade students off of in terms of getting them selected into their specific institution. So internal adjustments will be made uh, at every UC and CSU, and this information should become public to y'all so that way you know what is the UCs or the CSUs using to determine my um, ability to get into that institution. So I have some of the points listed here. So for example, the personal insight questions, which is exclusive to the UC, is often used as that admission factor. When you're writing those personal insight questions and giving insight into, your heart, into who you are, admission officers and admission readers do read that and that contributes to you, that decision of you being accepted to that institution or not. So there's a potential, right, that this personal insight question of the, of the application does weigh a little bit more. Up next is the extracurricular activities, honor classes, and those internal adjustments. So these are historic things that universities do use in terms of making those admission decisions. So now they might have a little bit more weight in terms of your extracurricular involvement or the amount of honor and AP classes that you take above the A through G um, requirement, right? So these are just a, a few samples of what internal adjustments might look like and where the weight of other admission factors um, and criteria may move to. So now that we've talked about the implications that the UC and CSU changes have upon you, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what you can do in regards to these changes and how you can take control. All right, so what can you do in these trying times, right? So first and foremost is you can get creative. So to address the potential harm for students GPA, so if you're at high school and you're stuck with only the pass or credit, right? You do have the option of taking community college classes. So the reason I recommend taking community college classes is because at that community college, you can take it for those letter grade options, right? You can take classes not only for that letter grade option, not only to fulfill your A through G classes, but potentially also for transfer to a university. 
And it also gives you that extra point in terms of that admission um, factor and criteria as you're taking a class that is at the community college. So to really help initiate and figure out if taking a community college class is right for you, I would go ahead and talk to your counselor and let them know, hey, I'm interested in taking a community college class because whether you realize it or not, there actually might be classes offered at your high school um, already. And it might just be a matter of talking to your counselor and getting enrolled at the community college class at your high school, uh, which is probably now virtual. Or if anything, the the, the counselor can really help that facilitate that process in regards to community college, enrolling at a class there, figuring out what class at the community college counts uh, for fulfilling that English requirement for the A through G, that foreign language, for that math, so forth and so forth. So definitely talk to your counselor about that community college option um, as it is a great option to still remain competitive and address potentially the GPA harm um, that comes uh, along with the implication of the ch- admission changes. Um, up next is definitely getting creative with extracurricular activities. So for most people in the nation, there is a stay-at-home order um, and social distancing taking place and we're not allowed to, to be at our schools and we're all doing for the most part virtual learning so that does place a really big hamper in terms of your ability to do extracurricular activities but i highly encourage you to get creative so if you're a part of that chess club or if you're a part of the world culture club well if you'd have the option of using zoom google hangout or google meetup you can still meet with your peers and your classmates um, but now just through a virtual setting and conduct your meetings in a virtual setting to continue to add to that conversations that y'all have to continue to, to plan for the upcoming school year, um, so forth and so forth. And even the extracurricular activities in terms of service, right, are still allowed to be done um, via online or in different other methods, right? So if you're really big on service, you know, going to that food pantry, to that homeless shelter, to volunteering with your church organization, Obviously, now we can't necessarily do that due to the social distancing orders that are taking place um, and, and so forth and so forth. But you can get creative, right? So how about if someone in your neighborhood has, um, you know, autoimmune um, compromised system, right? They're not allowed to go to the grocery store as frequent as they would like. Well, here's your opportunity to step up and continue to apply that service, right? Maybe next time you and your family are going out to the grocery store, you knock on their door and ask, hey, is there anything that I can do for you, right? Because that's still service, right? But it's just being creative about how you're executing it in a safe uh, manner that abides by your by the stay-at-home orders as well as the social distancing. Up next is utilizing online resources. So now more than ever, there are a lot of online resources that are free to students um, and, and parents through, throughout the, the nation, right? And throughout the internet. So two that are really good, right, is Khan Academy. So in regards to your academics, if you feel like you're struggling in your class or you're not covering all the material that you would like to be covered, Khan Academy does offer lessons and practice on a variety of different subjects, all the way from kindergarten to college level math, science, chemistry, um, history, and so forth and so forth. So Khan Academy is a great online free resource that allows you to access material, practice, and lessons to really keep you on your toes and keep you ahead of the game in regards to your academics. And up next, right, is UCTV. So you're on UCTV right now, right? And this is an online free resource to you. There are a bunch of different videos right here on UCTV that cover a wide range of topics. So you can educate yourself just like you're doing right now on the admission adjustments that have been made to a variety of different things, right? So utilizing these 
resources is a is a great way to not only stay ahead, keep yourself informed, but just learn what's going on around the world um, around you. And last but not least is you want to do your research. Now more than ever, it is a perfect time to do your research into the institutions that you're looking to apply to, right? So what we'll go ahead and talk about in today's discussion, right, is the reach, target, and safety schools. So the reason right now is the perfect time to be researching your institutions and your universities is one, it allows you to keep up to date on, you know, the, the changes that are happening at that university, but it also puts it into reality of the schools that you want to attend. So now we're just going to dive in a little bit into the reach target and safety schools. So that way it makes a little bit more sense in terms of why you should be researching your institution. So reach school, right? Is reach school is a school where your academic credentials Academic credential meaning your GPA, standardized test score, and class rank falling the lower end or even below the school's average range for the core of students accepted the previous year. So the reason you want to be looking at your academic credentials and comparing them to last year and even years prior for that institution is you want to know, okay, I really, this is my dream school, but if you find out that this is a school where you're on that lower end or even below, it puts it into reality in terms of, okay, you know, these are some of the things that I need to do in order to make myself that much more competitive, right? I really want to point out that last year's um, cohort and average range will look different than, than this year, right? But also, this is the average range, your average range, y'all. So that means that there's students above it, in the middle of it, and below it. So this is not to say that just because you fall on that lower end or even below that you're not going to get accepted to that institution, right? It might mean that it's going to be a little bit more competitive and it might be a little harder, but it's not out of arm's reach, right? That's why it's identified as that reach um, school. So you want to be able to identify that type of school. Up next is the target school, right? So it's a school where your academic credentials fall well within the school's average range for most recently accepted class, right? So target school is a really good reason to identify a target school is this is a school that you have a higher chance of getting accepted into, right? So you now you have this dream school, okay, uh, you fall on the lower end. So let's look at different universities where you might um, fit in terms of your academic credentials, right? And that leads us to the safety schools where your academic credentials exceed the school's range for the average first year student. So the reason you're identifying reach, target, and safety is because you want to give yourself a level of comfort and a level of reality in terms of the institutions that you're applying for, right? You don't want to be applying to all reach schools because that's going to be a little bit harder, right? In terms of chances of getting accepted into those institutions, right? You want to have some backup schools that, you know, such are the safety that you know you can get into, but you're also comfortable with in the event that that's the only school you get accepted to the fact that, okay, I'm really happy with this decision. I can live with it and continue your pathward onto a higher education. So this time is now more than ever to research these institutions to really create this list, right? And even if you have those fee waivers for the UCs and the CSUs for um, institutions you're allowed to apply to the UC and for institutions you're applied or allowed to apply for the CSU. So if you're applying to both institutions and have that fee waiver, right, you can now rank reach school, target school, and safety school for those eight choices that you have. So that way you're a little bit more informed of the changes that are happening on specifically at that UC, right? Those internal admission adjustments, as well as, okay, this is where I feel comfortable with um, applying or attending in the event that you don't get accepted um, to one institution or another.
those are some of the, the ways you can have control over the admission adjustments um, taking place right now. So we're going to go ahead and touch into some closing thoughts um, to end today's presentation. So first and foremost, there are new admission adjustments. These are adjustments. These are not necessarily permanent changes that are going to be made in, in years to come. This is primarily for those juniors who are applying for this upcoming admission cycle, but the information that we went over can apply and what you can do for those ninth as well as those 10th graders. So those admission adjustments are those A through G courses and the suspension of the standardized test. So definitely you want to be aware of those changes and continue to um, check out the UC and the CSU in the event that there is any more potential changes in the future. There are small and large implications for admission adjustments, whether it's that GPA calculation, a focus in on new admission criteria, or placing weight on already existing admission criteria. There are very large and those small implications. And last but not least, y'all, you can do this. I know probably going over this material may seem stressful. You may seem alone. You may seem isolated. You may seem that now more than ever attending uh, higher education um, is going to be harder. But you can do this, y'all. You, I definitely believe that y'all can do this by virtue of you being here. Listening into this video shows that you are doing what you can in these trying times to, to learn and equip yourself with information and resources to do what you need to do to be competitive, but also continue your journey. So y'all can do this. You're not alone. The, the feelings that you have, right, are feelings felt not only probably in your local area, but across the nation, across the world. So you're not alone in this. You can do this. Like I'm saying, by virtue of you being here. You're, you're on the right path and you're equipping yourself with the right information. I just want to thank y'all for watching in, tuning in on this video. Um, very much appre appreciate y'all coming in. Definitely, if you like this video, check us out on our social media, our Instagram, our Facebook, or even our EOP website. We post a lot of similar information, right? Our program is dedicated to helping low uh, first-generation, low-income, uh, socioeconomic background individuals, right, in regards to obtaining higher education, right? So we will continue to, uh, making videos um, about changes and things that you can do to really be competitive in regards to higher education, universities, colleges, so forth and so forth. So thank y'all. I really appreciate y'all's time. And I'll, until next time, I'll see you around.